What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome. How's it, how's it going, what's up, brother? <laughs> Welcome right. to another episode of NFL East Tuesday edition. Um, how you doing, Rich? Uh, I'm I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna watch football. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yep. Otherwise, pretty good. Uh, right. Okay. Work night night nightmare scenario for the Cowboys, but. Uh, uh, could be some good news. It's earlier than later. That might be an advantage. So, but Dak Prescott, so that's not great. Right, exactly. And we're going to get into that um, in news from the east. Um, I just wanted to open everything up and let everybody know that um, NFL East podcast is now available to everybody. Everybody, we're on Podbean. Just um, Podbean, you can go to just get that app. You um, type in NFL East Podcast and we pop up. But um, not only on Podbean, we're on Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, um, Amazon Music. I mean, we're all of the major pod uh, podcast apps. You can find NFL East now. So that's pretty cool. Podbean is over there helping us do our um, po- uh, hosting. So they're hosting for us, and um, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Right. Uh, uh, we, we, yep. Um, all of these opportunities are are uh, it's audio. Um, all of those will be audio, but you know you could still go to our YouTube, um, NFL East um, on YouTube, and you'll be able to catch all of the videos. Um, still get all the videos. So we're just getting it out to more people, man. Getting it out to more people. So. That's, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. New and improved. Check us out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So what we're going to do, um, as you guys can obviously tell, NFL boy Brandon is not here um, on Tuesday night. Um, we will be back for our normal um, show on Thursday night. We will be going live Thursday night. Um, NFL boy Brandon will be with us on our Thursday show. Um, but what we're going to do tonight is we're just going to um, – there's a lot of injuries as far as the NFL um, East is concerned, the eight teams. So we're going to run through uh, news from the East and basically go through some of those injuries. Um, and then we're just going to do uh, – mine and your, Rich, we're going to do our takeaways from the East um, and look at all the games from week one. How does that sound? Pretty good? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Let's uh, kick off news from the East. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, Man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would be doing as good as you if, uh, if I had the bad news coming out of Miami, um, huh. we're going to get into the game later on the Sunday night game, but um, from news from the East, let's go ahead and start with the Cowboys camp because um, not only did offensive lineman Connor McGregor or Connor McGovern, my fault, um, go down with a high ankle spring. Um, can you give us the update on that? But also um, there was a little bit of good news. 
with uh, uh, Dak Prescott hand situation that came out today too. So why don't you get us caught up with what's going on with the Cowboys and their injuries? Yeah, obviously there's a dark cloud over Dallas. Um, worst scenario possible happening. Uh, your quarterback gets hurt in the first game of the season, and we really don't have a legitimate backup quarterback. And uh, Dak Prescott breaks his thumb. So he had surgery yesterday, appears to be a clean cut. Um, getting lots of different information from Dallas. One, it was several weeks. Then it was six to eight weeks. Now I heard eight to 10 weeks. And then today, Jerry Jones says Dak Prescott's not going to be put on the injured reserve. Possibility that he comes back in four weeks. Right. Uh, so that's a roller coaster of emotion right there. Um, right. And you have to separate what's what's reality and what's not. Um, having thumb surgery on your throwing hand and being expected to come back in three to four weeks, I think, is crazy. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. Unless you're just going to do handoffs and tosses. Um, but uh, I think Dak Prescott will come back sooner than later. They didn't put him on the IR because that's a mandatory four-game um, uh, that you're going to miss at, as right. a player. But also you can't even be uh, associated with the team outside of your rehab when right. you are on IR. And that's probably why um, the Dallas is not going to keep Dak on the injured reserve because um, um, he needs to be around the team. And he'll play is the minute he's able to. As soon as he can throw a football, I think he's going to be in there. Right, and I th it sounds like to me that they're hoping that that's sooner than four weeks. Um, right. You know, whether that's three weeks, um, he could start practicing in three weeks, you know, and then he's ready to go that game four instead of having to set out the whole four games, you know, and then try to get him back. And then, right, and then recondition, reacclimate himself into uh, being a, a quarterback in the NFL. Um, yeah, so I don't hate the strategy or anything, but – and also um, – and maybe some motivation for the team not to to uh, give up after week one, because uh, right. it's it's I don't know how it's pretty disheartening when uh, when your starting quarterback goes down, and that would be that apply to almost any team, right? Except maybe Miami, except maybe. Well, I, well I mean, I can name I can name three just straight off of uh, the top of my head. Uh, right. Miami wouldn't matter that much. San Fran could handle this situation. Um, the Eagles could handle the situation because those three teams did something that Dallas seemed to not care about. And exactly. the backup quarterback position is a position and Dallas obviously just doesn't take it serious. Um, they, uh, they don't, they like their people. They like, they like the in-house um, uh, people, uh, players that they are, you know, uh, developing right. and, uh, Gardner Minshew for Philadelphia got traded for a six round draft pick. Uh, Dallas hoards their draft picks. Like they're like a six round draft pick. You should, I'd gladly toss that away for a backup quarterback, right. but you're right. Dallas doesn't really, doesn't really value that that much. Right. And, and, that and, can, that's, and that's why I think when you're, um, when you're starting QB, your, your franchise quarterback gets knocked out for three, four, maybe five weeks it hurts Dallas more than it does a lot of teams because do they really have a backup quarterback that could go in there and win two or three, two or three. Right. Games? 
Right. So we're going to use Cooper Rush. He's been on the team for several years. Um, I know that he started the Minnesota game last year, and he won. It was a road game. It was a big game. So he has won a game. Um, Honestly, that's the kind of player he's going to be. Somebody can come in and get you one out of two or three games to win. But now he's going to be called on to uh, run the team for the next four to five to eight weeks. Um, Is he a player that's going to be able to do that? I don't know. I don't have a ton of confidence. Right. but we'll see. They're definitely not going to bring in another quarterback, though. I just right. don't think. No. Uh, Especially no... when not bringing him, um, not putting Dak on IR, it makes more sense um, to, you know, just uh, try to rush that along as much as possible. Um, right. Focus on getting him back in the game. Uh, right. And if uh, Cooper Rush does, um, if the team does play well enough to, you know, win half their games, I think uh, right. they'll keep Dak and on the sideline longer, right. at least till the bye week, which we have coming up in I think week seven. Right, um, exactly. So, so that's cool. Do you have uh, any? Did you hear any more news about um, Connor McGovern? Yeah, uh, Connor McGovern has a high ankle sprain, which is, as you know, the worst ankle sprain you can get. Um, I don't have. I don't project him to come back for four to six weeks, honestly. Okay. And it's and it's fine because um, one of the worries going into the game one was how would the offensive line hold up and they weren't stellar, but they didn't fall apart either. Right. You know, having said that Dak did get hurt right? <laughs> uh, exactly. and they didn't score, but, or didn't score any touchdowns, but we will have Jason Peters in next week, possibly, possibly this week, maybe next yeah, week. That's true. That and I, true. I look for him to either play Connor McGovern's spot or, move to left left tackle and move Tyler Smith back to left guard. Right. Which either way, those that scenario, however that scenario works is going to be better than having Connor McGovern. I'm not high on him on the left side of the ball on the left side of the ball ball will kind of be shored up with the rookie and um, Peters. Right. 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 And then uh, if, you know, once that happens, as long as that, that line stays healthy, um, there's a lot of bad offensive line play in the NFL this week. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I was glad to see that the Cowboys aren't the only ones with offensive line problems. Uh, right. I noticed that uh, Green Bay, I watched them, uh, their offensive line struggled. Uh, the Rams' offensive line struggled. So, struggled bad, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, not, not stellar offensive line play. Of course, that's one of the hardest uh, positions, I think, for, you know, group, groups of your team to uh, take yeah, stellar it's all about gelling with the, t- with the rest of the line. Right. Um, those guys have to sync together and to do that, they need to take live opportunities. Well, in the NFL, nobody starts their starters anymore in the preseason. So um, the offensive line, this kind of is the first time that they're actually gelling with live bullets flying. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So um as long as coaches decide to not start their offensive linemen in the preseason, we're going to have crappy offensive line play for at least the first couple of weeks, two, three weeks. Um, and then you'll see it progress better and better um, after that. But Right. When, when Connor McGovern went, went out of the game, which was in the first drive, by the way, that's just right, exactly. everything fell apart for Dallas. Uh, but uh, he got injured in the first drive. Uh, Farniak is a rookie that we have with, who played his backup uh, is really sort of a backup interior lineman. He's centers or guards. Um, 
he didn't play terrible. You know, uh, I think he's eventually going to be a lot better player than Connor McGovern. But but to be thrown in to the game, you know, the first drive and you're you have to be part of a cohesive offensive line. Um, Tall task. Right. And I didn't hate his performance. I'm really not high on Connor McGovern. He was he was Connor Williams backup last year. Um, Connor Williams had issues with holding penalties. So Mm -hmm. they um, replaced him with Connor McGovern, who replaced him for like two games and they had to switch back. Right. So he couldn't he couldn't uh, uh, play that position at an extremely high level. So as long as we get Jason Peters back and everybody stays healthy, um, I feel like the offensive line is going to be okay. Uh, We need to get our receivers going, though. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's that's the easy yeah, and we'll we'll get into more of that when we're when we get in um, to takeaways from the game because I have I have some questions for you. Um, sure, I will say one more, one more thing on the injury report. Uh, Jaron Curse on our defensive safety he he had a sprained knee, sprained his knee, and he was already dealing with a neck neck issue, and he was pretty questionable for that game. But he did start it. He ended up uh, leaving uh, with sprained ankle, and he maybe out for a couple weeks. Ooh. Not a big blow to our defense as far as. Uh, not a crushing blow, right? Like, like right. our offensive issues have been, right? But and he's a good player; he'll be back. And the, I, yeah. I just feel like the defense got to keep rocking with with Adam, right? Yeah. Just a couple weeks though. So, uh, well, it's a sprained knee, no, uh, no ligament damage, so he will be back after that. Probably about three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. So, so really, we have about a four to five week window here where. If we hit, or if we're going to have a decent, any kind of a season, we have to do something. Right. We'll know by five week week five. We'll know where we're at. Exactly. We might exactly. be. Uh, Hopefully, you know, maybe get a couple wins between now and then. And yeah, if we if we do that, then we're we're good. The end of our schedule is pretty soft. So, but if not, we're talking draft. <laughs> um, Washington had some bad news. Uh, defensive tackle Mathis. Suffered a knee, suffered a knee injury, was carted off the field during the game, um, and he's getting ready to have uh, season-ending nerve uh, knee surgery, torn meniscus. Um, they placed him on IR, and um, he's out. Um, they all they did was bring up a young guy off their practice squad, a defensive lineman off their practice squad, to come up and fill that um, roster spot. So. Um, you know, uh, we'll get into that game too, but Washington, their defense, you know, their defense looked okay. And, um, but I know that, uh, Mathis is, was kind of the, one of those rocks. He's been around for like five years. He's been a starter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on that defensive line since he's been in the league and, um, and they're going to miss that. He's a, he was a veteran and lead, a lot of leadership. Um, come from yeah. there. and, yeah. and exchanging, exchanging, a a veteran like that and giving it to your young developmental player just kind of sucks. You know what I'm saying? But um, there's some other, there's a couple other veterans along that defensive line. So hopefully Washington will be able to pull it together. Um, Mac Jones um, is really weird. After the game, he was not um, available. The The Patriots told um, the media that he was not available for, uh, for a press conference after which they have to do press conferences. The quarterbacks from both teams have to do press conferences. Right, it's mandatory. And they told me he wasn't available um, because – and all they said then was a back injury. 
Um, since then, it's come out, and uh, it's come out that he was suffering from back spasms at the time. Um, it has gotten better, and he's fine. And he's, um, uh, yeah, they they ran a did an X-ray, made sure nothing was really wrong with him. Um, I think it might have been an excuse to not have to talk to media. <laughs> he didn't have a great game. He would have talked to the media otherwise, I think. Uh, right. They, exactly. they would have made him out. I don't know. I don't know, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back spasms. That reminds me of Tony Romo. I don't think right. that this is uh, – hopefully it's nothing serious. but Yeah. Uh, um, there was a couple hits that, um, that Mac took directly in the back. Um, and it could have been, you know, one of those hits that um, that hurt him. I hope not. Um, he's a young guy. Um, we're going to talk more about this game too, but um, that offense, that, that offense and that offensive line kind of set him up to get destroyed a couple different times. And I mean, Miami's defense is okay. They're not the best in the league. They're not the worst in the league, but they left him hanging. That offense left him hanging. Uh, Mac Jones left him out there to get eaten alive a couple different times and he did and and he very easily could have got hurt at that time and that could could have been what hurt his back i don't know um, yeah possible a stinger or some something that effect right in the same the same game right tackle austin jackson for the miami dolphins um hurt his ankle and i thought it was going to be a high ankle spring similar to um, Connors. But what happened was in, in the press conference yesterday with uh, coach uh, McDaniels, McDaniel, um, the coach said that he, he stayed suited up the whole time and could have came back in in case of an emergency. Um, they don't know uh, they're running more tests. And so basically how long he's going to be out, if he's even going to be out, um, they just told uh, uh, they just told the media that it's to be determined. They don't know yet about Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson is a former first round pick from a few years ago. Um, was supposed to be the left tackle of the future for Miami, and really over the last couple of years has really just been a bust. He's been a bust. Um, he has shown more promise. Um, this offseason because of the new offensive schemes and the shiftiness because he, he's a big guy, but he, he's very athletic. Like he can shift left and right. Um, it's just, if he gets, you know, he gets bullied on the line uh, by those big defensive linemen, those edge rushers come around the edge. Yeah. It's just not bullies. strong enough. Right. He's just, yeah. he's not strong enough for a bull rush, but he's athletic enough to slide over two spots and nail somebody in their mouth. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, and so this scheme is, uh, was everybody's hope. Uh, Miami Dolphins fans hope that he was going to play better. He was going to, we were going to see the Austin Jackson we were supposed to get in the first, you know, with the first round draft pick. Um, so this kind of sucks. I like, uh, I don't mind our swing, uh, the, the Dolphins swing tackle um, little. And um, he came in. And it uh, was doing a good job. And then he got tweaked up a little bit and got out. And we were mm. like, oh, my God, because our third string tackle is actually our starting right guard. <laughs> so okay. we had to bring in our second guard, move the, move our guard over to tackle. And uh, I was like, oh, no, this is not good at all. But uh, Little little was only out for, you know, one or two plays and came right back in and finished the game. So, yeah, like you said, continuity is so important on an offensive line. Uh, anytime you start shuffling people around, it's always gonna 
uh, make it more shaky. Right. Right. Definitely undermine it. Hmm. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, that was, that's kind of out of the AFC, the two major ones that I've seen, there was, um, Derek Barnett suffered a torn ACL, um, and he's out for the rest of the year. That's the defensive end, um, from the Eagles. Right. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a big loss for the Eagles. Uh, I saw a stat today that they're, uh, according to PFF, which take, take what you want from them. They're not, they're not super consistent. Uh, the Eagles were the worst tackling team of the weekend. They were 32 out of 32 on tackles. So, uh, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean, it was the, it was the highest scoring game, 38 to 35. <laughs> all right. And that was Detroit putting it on you. So and that's, well, that's cause right. you know, nobody was, uh, getting tackled they were just uh, <laughs> scoring points right it was definitely an offensive game there for sure right yeah right. so i don't yeah a bad break for uh, uh philly um see how see how that works works for him right exactly um what about uh anything else any other was there any other injuries that you um injuries or um big news that that came out uh i i feel like buffalo and they they came out pretty healthy. They didn't. Uh, yeah. I, I paid attention to that game. They uh, they walked in and walked out. Yeah. Everybody else. Everybody else. I think did a pretty good job, um, or got pretty lucky. I should say, as far as um, injuries, uh, that was the major ones that that I um, heard about, and um, the major news that was coming out. Definitely, the majority of that falls on Dallas and. Uh, Dak Prescott and exactly what's going to happen with that. Um, all right. That sounds good. Well, that, that is a uh, news from the East. Let's um, let us go ahead and switch gears and do our um, takeaways from the East. How does that sound? And we'll take a look at all these week one games and yeah. kind of just uh, run through the list and give our takeaways. How's that sound, Rich? Uh, it was great. It was great to watch football too. Like real football. Uh, I was all excited. Uh, waited a whole year to see Dallas score three points. Uh, not great, right. but um, <laughs> but it started off with. If uh, we want to go into the Buffalo game, that was the first one. Um, right. Uh, Buffalo looks like the real deal. They came out. They had something to prove. Um, they're they look like a well balanced team. Uh, yep. Uh, their offense, defense, special teams, all stellar. Um, right. They. Uh, they really gave it to uh, gave it to the Rams, <laughs> at least in the right. second half of that game. It was it was close at, at halftime, but um, yeah, Josh Allen, uh, second highest quarterback rating in, in the NFL in Week One, just behind uh, I think Patrick Mahomes. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, 120, 112 QBR for Josh Allen, uh, two interceptions. He did have a did have a rushing touchdown. Um, which, by the way, I was watching. Uh, he ran that ball three times. He was going to take that ball in the end zone. Right. <laughs> they, were, they were inside the ten, and they just he just ran it three times in a row till he scored. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, he's making a point. He's he's playing for that MVP, and he looked like he looked like a legit MVP candidate uh, in Week One. Uh, the Buffalo defense stellar. Uh, Von Miller really. Von Miller looked like he was 23 years old out there. What the hell was this? A Von Miller of 
you know, it was a revenge game, I guess. Uh, I think that's, I think that could have been what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you, when you go up against the team, you just left and this is the first game, you know, the the very right. first game um, is against the team. You just left. Um, and not only that, the Rams, everything, all, all of the noise coming out of the Rams um, this off season, they wanted to keep Von Miller. They, they loved Von Miller, and they wanted to keep him. Um, and they, it sounded like and looked like they were going to until Buffalo offered him some money. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, you know, good good right. on Buffalo to steal him away. And um, uh, I'll yeah, tell you yeah, what. definitely. Uh, whatever they're paying for him, which is a big contract, it's it's worth it, though. Uh, he just elevates that whole that entire defense. Um, as a whole, Buffalo's defense had seven sacks and three interceptions. That's a pretty good – that's a pretty good – Hell yeah, that's a good output right for there. a game, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, so on top of uh, really their stellar offense, their defense was stellar, and they had zero punts in that game. Right. So that's uh, pretty, pretty damn impressive, right there. Anyway, yeah, you definitely have to put them number one in the power rankings. Uh, in fact, the, the only team, only Kansas City, is the only team that I think that looked at their level. Right. Played played at that that high level. Uh, I totally agree too. Yeah, Cincinnati certainly didn't, and um, uh, neither did Tampa Bay or the Rams or Dallas. So, right, uh, or Arizona. <laughs> so, yeah, Buffalo's coming out, uh, making a statement. First game, uh, and they're, they're going to be hot, hard to knock off. Right, exactly. Um, they they won that game thirty-one to ten against the defending Super Bowl champs. So, right. um. My my biggest takeaway from that game was Von Miller. Um, if I was giving out game balls, uh, you know, it'd be close between Josh Allen and Von, and Von Miller. Um, I almost want to give it to Von Miller because I know if Von Miller keeps playing like that, um, he will not be around late in the season. <laughs> so they, yeah, they need him to they need him to calm down and and start putting him in a rotation um, and saving some of that in the tank. And so you can use him in the playoffs um, when when he's really going to be needed, like the Rams did last year. Yeah, that's, he really that's what they need to do. So he really destroyed that offensive line for the Rams, I think. Right. 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 But also just inspiring when you play like that, the rest of the players you you bring their game up, you know, because right. uh, right. they try to match it even if they can't. Yeah, Von yeah. Miller, Hall of Fame player, um, easily yeah. first first um, ballot. Little known fact, Dallas did offer him a contract and this year in the offseason. And Von Miller said that he would take a he would take a discount to play in Texas because that's his home home state. Right. Uh he said he wasn't gonna take that kind of a discount though. <laughs> right. So he took right, the Buffalo exactly. contract. But uh can you imagine him on Dallas right now? We I'd feel yeah. a lot better. But yeah, be you know, Dallas had to save that that cap space. They yep. love they love saving the cap space. Yep. But uh all, all I'm saying is, you know, let's start rotating. If, if Buffalo wants him around, come the playoffs. The end of the year in the playoffs, they better start rotating him around because if he plays like that every game, he's going to be hurt by week six. Yeah, he's pretty dominant and reckless out there. Uh, yeah, he's dominant, yeah. reckless, and he's getting older, and he knows that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He knows yeah. that. Yeah, everybody can hold up. Exactly. So, for sure. All right, uh, let's go uh, switch to our Sunday games. We'll start with our 1 o'clock games. The Jaguars were upset at 22-28 to 28 Washington. Um, 
I watched the highlights of this game or I watched the condensed version of this game. Um, I'm not a big Washington fan. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, they pulled it off. They pulled it off. Um, but Carson Wentz looked very much like Carson Wentz. You know what I'm saying? He went he went uh, 27 for 41, 313 yards with four touchdowns. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. That, you know, you throw two picks and you almost let one of the bottom five teams in the league almost come back and beat you. <laughs> exactly. you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, Carson, what are you doing? Man? Yeah, you, you, you have know? to feel like you're always in a game if Carson Wentz is his plan. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, he sparked. He, he's, he did really – at a couple drives, he was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Um, but then made a couple bonehead moves um, or throws um, – that led to two interceptions. So very Carson Wentz. Um, I thought Washington's defense played pretty good. Um, uh, what did you get out of this game? Did you watch it or see the highlights? Um, I, I saw the highlights on that. I did pay attention to Carson Wentz uh, during the game. I was watching, uh, you know, keeping up with it. Um, yeah, he uh, he played better than really honestly I expected. So yeah, me too. Uh, uh, if you're Washington, you have to feel like, Okay, you're you've got a serviceable quarterback out there, you know. Right. Uh, let's see, let's see how how long you know that holds up. But yeah, he had a he had a much better game against them this time than he did last time, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So yeah. yeah, and a little bit of a comeback for that game as well. I think they were they were behind for a little bit of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so good good job bad. for by Carson's wins. Uh, and Gibson played not too bad either. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, Gibson did all right too. Yeah, he was not terrible. So that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, a strong, strong start for the NFC East. <laughs> so, um, so okay, so you called Carson Wentz a serviceable quarterback. Um, I thought he did pretty good. And we're our next go, our next game we're going to go to. Um, one of the teams did not have a serviceable quarterback. <laughs> the Ravens beat the crap out of the Jets, twenty-four to nine. Flacco, I mean, if you look at Flacco's numbers, they, I mean, he went 37 for 59, 307 yards. That's a tremendous amount of throwing for a – you're asking a lot. a lot of damn throwing. Oh, right. my God. Um, right. This is a, this Flacco here, Joe Flacco. He should not be throwing that much. Right, exactly. Um, one touchdown, one interception, and here is the scary stat uh, – or the stat that scared me, um, he got sacked three times and hit an additional 10 times. Um, so 13 times he was, he was, you know, he's man, come on. This is yeah. not good. Um, that's not sustainable. The, right. Exactly. The, the offensive line for the jets was, um, was struggling, was struggling pretty bad. Um, and the offensive plan for the Jets just did not make any sense. Um, why? I mean, why Why were they letting or relying on Flacco that much? You know what I'm saying? I mean, your job your job as a coach is to put the ball in the best player, in the hands of the best player. And Flacco wasn't even in the top five best players from that Jets offense. So um, they should have figured something out. Um, I mean, it got so bad that um, in the second half, there was a Mike White chance coming from the crowd. 
You know what I'm saying? Which could happen uh, next week. They may put him in. Right. I'm not sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who played good um in this game, and that was the Jets defense. The one uh, the ones I were bragging about. They stopped the running game of Baltimore, man. Yeah. Hell, they were, under like under 80 yards or something like that. Yeah, that was a, a heck of a defensive performance by the Jets. They do have a solid defense. Uh, Got to love their cornerbacks, their DVs back there. Uh, yeah, they gave they've gave uh, uh, Baltimore fits. Uh, they really slowed them down until the very end there. Um, right. Which again doesn't make sense if you've got it. They should rely on their defense and just have Joe Flacco shorten the game. That would be my right, strategy. Exactly. Just run the ball, kill the clock, make the game short, limit position possessions. Yeah, but that would have, that would have made a lot more sense. And um, and, throw and, it, Joe. Air it out, Joe. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I I was I've been bragging on these Jets um, all preseason. If you remember, you know what I'm saying that the Jets defense because of all three levels they got they got young stars. Um, I think guys that are gonna pro bowlers. Future Pro Bowlers is what I think. Yeah, so and, Scott um, Gardner is definitely a future Pro Bowl. Right, exactly. Yeah, he may uh, be the best player in the draft, honestly. Yeah, they didn't even come his way. They didn't even come his way. Yeah. We, 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 uh, the Baltimore didn't. Baltimore is like, okay, never mind. We're staying away from him. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, It'll be fun watching him and Tyreek Hill go, to, go yeah, at it. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be really good. Um, I'm going to watch the longer version of that game and kind of um, focus directly on Baltimore because I, I watched the condensed version, but I wanted to focus on the Jets and kind of take away some information for for today for this podcast. But I'm going to rewatch the game. I'm going to watch the full game and kind of focus on Baltimore um, because I think you know I, I think that Jets has a pretty good, um, like I said, a pretty good defense. But I think Miami's defense is pretty good and. Um, Last year, Miami beat the uh, beat the Ravens, so they were able to shut that running that running game down, force Lamar to throw the ball, um, and we got you know uh, Miami's got a couple of the best corners in the in the league, so <laughs> you know um, to, to stay on it. So, all right, let's go to yeah. the uh, let's go to that. You got anything else? The Ravens, Jets. Yeah, I just wanted the the defense was really stellar for the Jets. Uh, yeah, it, it, if that's the you know that that's the direction they go into is being a heavy heavy on their defense. That's a good strategy to me. Yeah, I think so too. Um, maybe even when the kid comes back, you know what I'm saying? Sure, I'd be hey, on the defense, run the ball, and tell Flacco White or whoever the quarterback is, just don't lose the damn game for us. You know what yep. I'm saying? So, yep. yeah, I, uh, promising, definitely promising from the Jets. Not- yeah, I, I, I think they're a couple of years away, but they're moving in the right direction. Um, and and Salah, he's just he he's a defensive mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, their head coaches, and you could tell that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the side of the ball that he's got together first. So um, that offense needs a lot of help, though. Let's go to that high scoring um, Eagles 38, Lions 35. Um, during the predictions and and um, all of those, you and Brandon were were. Just saying left and the Lions are getting in this game. The Lions are going to be able to stay in this game, though. The Lions, they, you know, they might win this game. Yep. Um, and and I, I I watched this game and I was like, holy moly, Brandon and Rich were right. <laughs> the Lions stay, stayed with them. You know what I'm saying? They did. They did. Uh, um, so that was pretty good. We yeah, had, uh, I, I did. I did 
picked the Lions to win this game, which they didn't, but uh, they they did beat the spread. So okay, <laughs> for what that's worth, yeah, right, yeah. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts in this game, eighteen thirty-two, yeah. uh, two hundred forty-three yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I right. feel like that's about what you get with Jalen Hurts. Is that uh, well, what what you get with Jalen Hurts is that plus the other ninety yards and the one touchdown that he got running the ball. You know what I'm saying? So that was the, that was the combination. Right. Um, and another thing that you get. So it was right. yeah, it was eighteen for thirty five, two hundred and forty three yards. Plus he rushed the ball for ninety yards and had one rushing touchdown. But here's the big thing you get from Jalen Hurst, and this is what saves the day. All of those runs weren't designed runs. He was running away from sacks. He was only sacked one time because right. he got away from all the sacks. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, his mobility is a strong point. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so he only took one sack on the day. Um, that matches the one touchdown he got for while rushing. Um, I thought he did pretty good, but uh, – A.J. Brown, 10 of 13 targets, 155 yards. They've got a number one receiver there. It seemed like that dude was always open. (laughs) Every time I looked up, it it looked like he was open. Um, Yeah, if you're a Philly fan, you got to like that chemistry there, that brewing between uh, Hertz and A.J. Brown. Uh, It could be a a good combination right there. Right, exactly. Um, The thing I did not like about it um, is uh, Smith. Um, was nowhere involved at all. He got he didn't he didn't. I don't even think he got a reception. He got a couple targets. I think he caught the ball once, maybe. Um, yeah, they really smothered him. They did. Yeah, and yeah. so that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Um, I'm willing to bet money here on out. Defenses smother Brown, and we'll probably see more out of Smith. You think? Um, because uh, or it could be the other way. They could just take away Smith and then try to hold on to Brown one-on-one or something like that, or double well, I, double team Brown. That's what the Lions were doing. Yeah. That's what the yeah. Lions were doing. And Brown ate him alive. You know right. what I'm saying? It, yeah. He was, I would, I would be willing to bet money that Smith would have a little bit harder time eating right. some, you know, eating some defenses alive on a one. I, I think so. I think so too, because he's small. Uh, right. Exactly. He, he can take it off the top there, but I, 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 you take that away small. from him. Uh, right. he, yeah, he doesn't have the big body that AJ Brown did, and to be a dominant receiver like that. So whether Smith will be, you know, capable of being a number one, I don't know. But right, uh, but AJ Brown sure is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's I just didn't. Um, yeah, I think uh, whoever plays the Eagles moving forward, I would be double teaming AJ Brown and um, kind of letting you know letting. Um, Smith do some more of the one-on-one stuff. Um, and, and, you know, if, if you, if you're going to get burnt either way, then you're just going to get burnt either way. This, right. you know, this is a high, a high flying offense. Um, I think it's I harder. To, the catch radius for Smith is going to be a lot smaller. So exactly. it exactly. puts a lot more pressure on Hertz. You know, can he be an accurate uh, quarterback? Can he throw an accurate long ball? Cause that's where he's going to have to get Smith. Uh it, and I understand that the Lions scored 35 points, but um, two things can be true at the same time. Um, the Lions did score 35 points, but the Eagles' defense played pretty good. Um, uh, you know, but the Lions' offense played pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, they well. just, <laughs> it, it, 
it was kind of um you know i don't know i know it's just a high scoring crazy game it was a yeah yeah it was a crazy game yeah definitely the offenses were were outperforming the defenses i think on both sides right. there right yep, yep. I agree. Yeah, but it, but as far as Detroit goes, uh, yeah, they might be a fun team to watch. Right. So Dallas plays them as well this year. So uh, Detroit, uh, Miami plays them also. Oh, really? Yeah. So everybody, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like Detroit. Um, I like Detroit. So, um, I, I don't have them winning a whole lot of games this year, but um. But I'll tell you what, they looked pretty good. They looked pretty darn good, you know. Last year, they were, they almost won a bunch of games. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, they right here. Really they were, close games. They were so, in every game, or a lot of the games. They were, they yeah, didn't, most of them. They, they weren't Jacksonville. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, they were, they're, they're, uh, they're uh, definitely an up and coming team. Yep, I think so too. It'd be great. Um, it'd be code. great to see Detroit really put out a good, good t- uh, playoff contending team. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. So that's cool. Um playoff contending team. Let's go um down to South Florida. Um the Miami Dolphins beat um the Patriots 20 to 7. Um you know, uh, I would like I'd like to hear your opinion of uh, did you watch any of this game? The highlight. Well, I listened to all of it on the radio. I okay. haven't. I didn't watch it though. But I did. I, I kind of paid attention to it on the radio. And uh, okay, uh, so I would like a non-Miami Dolphins fan um, to kind of tell me what what did you think of the game? Right. Well, I predicted early on. I think Miami's going to be the team to beat in, right. as far as in, in the AFC East. They're they're my pick to win. Uh, I think they played exactly like I thought they would play. Like they really controlled the game. Um, Tua didn't have. I don't think he had a lot of touchdowns, did he? I mean, he had. He had. What was the stats no. on there? Um, Tua. Tua. I, I, I know the touchdown to Waddle was pretty. That was a great one. Right. Yeah. That that was the only offensive touchdown. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, the um, other touchdown was from our defense. So. Okay. Yeah, I thought Miami played fine. I thought. Uh, I predicted Tyreek Hill to have three touchdowns. He did not. <laughs> Right. Uh, but I feel like uh, uh, the coach that you guys got. Um, yep. Like uh, McDaniel. McDaniel uh, left his imprint on the game. I think he uh, that team looks like it's going to be his team. Yeah. Um, on that fourth down. Yeah. The fourth down conversion. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that was that. That was actually the touchdown. The touchdown was on that fourth down. So. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. So a ballsy call on the, on a fourth down play. Um, yeah, I, you, I'm pretty high on your coach there. I think he's going to, um, give you, give, give you guys a good advantage. Okay. So, right. yeah. Um, I, I, thought that was I don't a, think they're going to play terrible. I think they, they struggled though. Right. So. Um, I thought it was a very ballsy call, especially against a Belichick defense. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Uh, right. Belichick normally um, beats the crap out of rookie quarterbacks and rookie coaches. Sure. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, and and we had a rookie coach. and um, Yeah, tables were turned a little uh, bit. The, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and um, Tua actually hasn't lost to him yet. So, um you know, they, they, he hasn't lost to him since he's been in the NFL. We've beat the Patriots. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins have beat the Patriots. The reason why I wanted your opinion on this game, because to me, 
the Dolphins look like the Dolphins of the last two years, um, which is extremely scary because what they've done over the last two years is their defense steps up, their defense creates turnovers, their defense scores points. They turn around to the offense and say, Tua, don't lose the fucking game for us. Just don't make dumb decisions and throw interceptions. Just, just you do mediocre shit like you always do, and we'll put the game on our back, and we'll go out, get you seven points, put you in good field goal, you know, put you in good field position every time we can. Um, and that's the way the Dolphins. I mean, the, the last two years they they won ten games, and then last year they won nine games. You know what I'm saying? And they right. won that on the backs on the back of the defense. Um, yeah, that's not how exactly, got that interception there. Right, exactly. That's it. That's exactly. Um, how this game went, you know what I'm saying? And, and which to me is scary because, uh, yes, we've, the Dolphins won 10 games two years ago and nine, nine games last year, but they missed the playoffs two fucking years in a row too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so th- that's kind of scary. I, I hope, um, I hope that's not what it is. I hope that the Dolphins are coming out and their bottom is as the, the good over the last two years. So from here out, we only see better from that offense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Uh, because because Tua did not throw an interception. Tua did not lose the game for him. You know what I'm no. saying? Like, right. like he did in Atlanta last year. Like he did against Jacksonville uh, across the pond last year. Like, yeah, you know was... what I'm saying? He <clears throat> didn't do that this time. Um, right. And so if this is the Dolphins' bottom on their offense this year, then, it, then the sky's the limit because the things I did love about the game – is I loved the way they used Tyreek Hill. I loved it. They, 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 now Mike McDaniel understands you get the ball in your best player's hand, dude. That's, and that's what he did. He was like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, just over and over creating crazy, you know, reverses and slants and all this. And what it did was open it up for Waddle. That's exactly what it did. They were like, oh shit, it's Tyreek Hill, d- dropped the safety down, double teamed him. Waddle will burn your ass one on one. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah, exactly. what happened. And they, he caught it. Uh, uh, Tua threw a dime um, straight, right across the middle of the field um, and hit uh, Waddle in stride. And he ran it in for the touchdown. You know what I'm saying? But right. Waddle was only that open, or it really was between defenders. But Waddle was only being um, normally all last year, Waddle was the one being double teamed um, because he will burn most cornerbacks one on one. Um, and, um, but the reason why he was one-on-one was because of what they were doing with Tyreek, what right. they were doing with Tyreek. And it was scaring the shit out of the defenses. It was even scaring the shit out of Bill Belichick. And that's pretty damn good. That's, I mean, yeah. that, to me, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, because I mean, that's a problem. Cause that is a problem you have to contend with. You have, uh, right. you know, Tyreek Hill on one side and Jalen Waddle on the other. Right. Um, yeah, you got some high, high powered weapons there. And I do think your coach is going to be, um, it's good to have an offensive-minded coach for Tua, I think, because right. I, I it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he cultivates uh, Tua's uh, uh, progression this year. You know his progress as a quarterback. I think uh, um, keeping him playing within his means is always great. And but I don't think, as opposed to your other coaches, they're not going to just rely on the defense to win the game and and tell Tua to hold on to the ball and not screw it up. I think right. uh, you're going to have an off uh, aggressive offensive coach. Right. So 
you know, that's going to, I think that's going to benefit to a going to give him some confidence and um, bring out the, you know, the best in him, which is all you can do. Right. But um, the, the other thing that I came away with was um, the, the Dolphins running game. They still struggled running the ball, but this is Bill Belichick. This defense is to force what Bill Belichick's defense and the New England Patriots defense does is they guard those edges really good and force it. Say, okay, you're going to run the ball. You're running through our biggest men right here in the middle. Good luck with that. You know what I'm saying? Then they got these big refrigerators uh, along that defensive line and the edges are protected and force you inside. Yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on your offensive line to to move to move bodies out there. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I wasn't too worried about the running game struggling, and I really liked what the coach um, dialed up for those running backs um, coming out of uh, the backfield as receivers. You know what I'm saying? Ed, um, Edmonds had a good game. You know what I'm saying? Moster and um, had a decent game, but the back the running backs coming out. Um, the using the fullback, you know what I'm saying? He he had a reception and a couple, you know, a couple runs. He he got a first down. You know, we needed a yard. He got two. You know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, and not only that, they did a pretty good job. The defense did a pretty good job of not letting New England run all over Miami. You know what I'm saying? The, the defense stepped up and said, "Okay, we might not be able to run the ball very well, but uh, you're." second year quarterback back there is going to have to win this game for you because they stepped up and held them to under a hundred yards. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and, and that's kind of, to me, that's kind of where it fell short was you have Tua has Tua's in his third year. And finally, for the first time in his career has that offensive minded coach. I think Mac yeah. Jones. I think Mac Jones is going to struggle this year because not only does he have a defense defensive minded head coach, his defensive minded head coach refused to bring in a quarterback whisperer, an offensive guru, to take this young second year guy under his wing and say, "Don't worry, Bill, I got him. We we got this." You know what I'm saying? Like he did like he had with um, Josh McDaniels last year. Right. Um, and yeah, that did not look like a high power. That, that did not look like a very efficient offense, New England was running. No, there's a – I heard a, a really great article. I'll tell you where I heard it. I want to bring it up on here. I'll tell you where I've heard it, and you need to go listen to this article. But the guy, the guy said – the guy said it looked like an offense that was being ran through the mind of a defensive coach, being designed. Sure. He was he was thinking about it defensively to create the offense, which you can't do that. You can't do that, Bill. Um, you know what I'm saying? Even great minds can't do that. You know what I'm right. saying? Because yeah. I mean, do you know how many great um, uh, play callers we have in the NFL? A small handful of them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got Andy Reid and and maybe three or four other guys. You know what I'm saying? I right. mean, you, come on, you Bill, you're one of the best defensive minds. How do you expect to be one of those? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I, yeah, it's a it's a peculiar strategy from New England. Uh, right. We'll see if that works or not. I just like yeah, I'm pretty skeptical of it. So I totally, yeah. totally. No, Miami. I thought Miami. Uh, they look pretty decent. So uh, yeah, that was yeah. a good game. Good game all I, around from them. 
I think the good games over the past couple of years, this is how they won the game. Yep. This is how they won those games. And 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 they're not no slouches. Two years ago, it was 10 games. Last year, it was nine games. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they had winning seasons both years, and this is how they did it. So if this is the bottom, if Tua only gets better from here out for the rest of the season, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? That, well, that's and, what you want. And the Dolphins might be going to the Super Bowl. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, I mean, who knows if he only gets better. But if he stays at this mediocre play um, and does not have the ability to put the team on his back, he has to rely on that defense to do it. Then that's the problem that I have. But I think he will. I think he will get better because he has people like Tyreek Hill. Now he has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle will give him the boost of confidence and say, come on, let's do this. Let's go win this game. Our defense messed up this game. Let's go win it. And that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Our offense, the Dolphins' offense, win a game. You know what I'm saying, right? Um, um, because, yeah, well, I think they put I think they put people on notice that uh, uh, right. Tua is not afraid to throw it deep, and right, he's got exactly. weapons to do it. So, well, yeah, uh, go ahead. I think they'll progress, especially you know as the season goes on. I think I think Tua's game will elevate. So, right. okay, yeah, he'll he'll make the moment. I think, cool. and if not, then you know, like we talked about preseason, then his his job security is kind of. We'll be on the air. Well, be you know, we'll be yep. on the line. Yep, exactly. But. There was an offensive player in this next game that put the team on his back, <laughs> dominated, and ended up coming out with a win. I still don't know how they came out with came up with a win, but I'm talking about the Giants' victory over the Titans, 21 to 20. Saquon Barkley, 18 carries, 164 yards, one touchdown, one two-point conversion, six receptions for another 30 yards. This boy went off. Yeah, he was. Uh, he had one of the best weekends. Superstar of the weekend, for sure. Uh, I Highest rushing total. Uh, yeah. He looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good for the coach to get his first win as well for the Giants. Um, yeah, Dave yeah. Uh, now that, that was some more balls. Dayball, he he was like, you know, that two point conversion. They could have uh, kicked the extra point and tied it. Um, and he was like, no, we're going for the win. We're going nice. for the freaking win. And and he did what you were supposed to do, which you put it in the hands of of Saquon Barkley and say, okay, you know what I'm saying? I I, I trust you, bro. Go for it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he definitely had the best opening weekend for a running back for sure. He he dominated. He looked like a superstar. He really did. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy, you know. I know. I know. If, if, he, can, if, he, can, if he can have a healthy season, uh, I think you might be right on your bold prediction about him. Uh, right. Well, I mean, that, that's what I was uh, – I saw I counted that up. That's 194 yards. What, what, I'm only like 806 yards away from – you know, is, is that right? Like 800 uh, yards. We, we can get that. We can get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he, as long yeah. as he plays, he's uh, – uh, yeah, good for him. And it was a good comeback for the Giants. They were they were behind that whole game. The, the uh, whole game. the end. Yeah. yeah. A lot of res- uh, uh, resolution on their part. Yeah, and I think it I think that game told a little bit about what I seen in Saquon Barkley in the preseason because like I I was watching him um in the the uh, joint practices and stuff and he had a pop he moved like the saquon barkley of the rookie saquon barkley you know what i'm saying um 
And uh, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. He hasn't moved like that since he came back from his surgery. You right. know what I'm saying? And so it's good to see that in a game. I mean, that two-point conversion, he caught the ball and just leaned into it, cut um, and just split defenders and just laid into it, nailed one of them in the head and, and, and went in for the two-point conversion. And that's what Saquon is known for. That's what Saquon, before his injury concerns um, – so that was really good to see. But I think that this game told a pretty big story about Tennessee also. Yeah, do you? Uh, yeah, if you had a high expectations for Tennessee, I think that's going right. to raise some doubts. Well, I mean, they, they won more games. They had the best record in the AFC last year. Right. Um, and then they lost to Cincinnati in the playoffs after sacking uh, Joe Burrows 12 times, and they still lost. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, they might have some questions there. Um, the Giants, the Giants defense um, played pretty damn good. Also, um, they stopped Tennessee's um, the run game. They held Henry to 70 something yards. Yeah. A so, little surprising there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, good I don't job remember. on their part. Right. Um, I, I, when we were talking about these games, this is what I was looking for. And I told you whatever defense held the running, the running back, you know, of, uh, either the Giants need to stop King Henry or the Titans defense needs to stop Saquon Barkley. Well, we see which way it fell. Um, but Henry to me didn't look the same. He didn't, he didn't look like King Henry. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, um, maybe, maybe, and it might be, you know, I don't know. He, he came back late last season, right before the playoffs. Right. With his foot injury. Yeah. He right. broke. He had a broken foot at the end of the. Or, I don't know if he re-aggravated it in the off season mm-hmm. or. I mean, he he looked like Prince Henry, not King Henry. So. Right, um, and he's getting some age. He's he's been out since 2016, so he's for, seven, for, six, seven years, seventh year now. This will yeah, be for, year. for a running back, he's getting some age. Yeah, that's that's definitely he's getting some tread on the tire. Modern running back, but right. Um. So my yeah, question, good job by Giants. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um. My question is uh, with Saquon Barkley, is this just one game or is Barkley back? That's what I want to see. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Barkley string together um, some games like this and stay healthy this year and and really put together that, you know, maybe even, maybe even um, you know, lead the league in rushing, you know what I'm saying, or something like that, and, and put together that, that all-pro – Pro Bowl season that we know he's capable of doing. So that would be so cool. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely would. Um, props to him sticking sticking with it, you know. Yeah, and for all the injuries and stuff. To if he comes back and has a a, a great year, you right? Know, good for him. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, we just got to see if he could stay healthy or not. We might be sitting here next week and talking about he's out for the season. So it's possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. His style is just old school, like Tony Dorsett, or uh, that's why I love him. even that's- even Barry Sanders a little bit. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Barry Sanders. Right. Um, no, yeah. not nowhere near as good as Barry Sanders, but yeah. with those cutbacks and that and that stick that he just he throws that leg down, sticks it, and just takes yeah. off ninety miles an hour in the other direction. You know, yeah, he can be out of, out of there, and he you'll be chasing him in a hurry because he right. just he just pops into open space. It's, it's pretty remarkable. It's good stuff right. to watch. So pretty amazing. Um, I guess you know we're, eventually we're going to have to get into that Sunday night game. Um, Tom Brady went to Dallas, 
and um, beat the Cowboys um, 19 to three. Um, ugly game. It was an ugly game. game to watch. I, I understand the injury to Dak Prescott. And so kind of what I want to do is kind of leave. Let's take a look at it. Um, without that injury. So let's take a look at before. Sure. That Dallas Cowboys offense was struggling, bro. Even with Dak in there, they were struggling getting anything going at all. And I don't think it was Dak's fault. I I, I think that the wide receiver problem is caught up with them. Um, the, the defense, uh, Tampa Bay's defense said, okay, you got one good wide receiver. We're going to double team him. And I don't think none of your other receivers can can get loose. You know what I'm saying? And right. um, and, and that's what they did. And and yeah, yeah, it, it it looked pretty bad even leading up to the injury for for that Dallas offense. Right. Well, here, here's Tom Brady's stats: um, 212 yards for the game. Right. 12, 212 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, two sacks. Uh, yeah, the one, that, says, the one, that says a lot for the Cowboys' defense. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, Tom Brady did not have a great game, but he didn't. We had a worse game that the Dallas Cowboys did. Um, by the way, that Mike Evans touchdown from Tom Brady was—I mean, it was just indefensible. You know what I mean? It, he threw it. He threw it in one place where uh, Mike Evans was going to make a great catch or not, and he made the great catch. So, yep. um, the Dallas Cowboys did not. Uh, well, they didn't score a touchdown. They're only team in the NFL this week not to score a touchdown. Um, but not only that, they didn't even get to the red zone. They never made it to the 20. Yeah, the 30-yard line. They they never made it past the 30-yard yeah. line. Uh, and they started off fine. They, they started off okay. They they moved down the field. Um, yeah, I mean, I texted you right after that first drive. And yeah, I was like, they, okay, okay. They didn't look bad. You know, they held right. up there. Um, uh, wouldn't have a good drive the rest of the game, though. Right, exactly. Um, the problem with the Dallas Cowboys is their offensive coordinator – uh, extremely predictable. Uh, after the game, uh, Buccaneers linebacker Devin White, uh, he said they they studied how to prepare for Dallas this game by watching their game last year. They knew everything that the Cowboys were going to do. He knew that they were going to run uh, outside, but then the, he knew they would give up on the run. Right? Uh, they knew all the the passes would be short slants, so they prepared for it, and they literally just shut shut the Cowboys offense down. Um, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for, for the Cowboys, who, by the way, interviewed for that head coaching job for Miami last year. Wish right. you guys would have took him. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you, you dodged that bullet there. Uh, right. His problem is not he's a creative play caller or he's a creative play designer, but he's right. a terrible play caller. Okay. Um, he doesn't – he. We had we ran two trick plays on that opening drive. I don't know if you saw that. They both lost yards. Uh, we were driving well. Uh, uh, Zeke ran 10, 10 plays or ten rushes for fifty two yards. So he didn't have a terrible game. He was he was being an effective running back. But Dallas just went away from it, and there was really no need to because Tom Brady wasn't putting up points left and right either. Right. Um, but he doesn't have an ability to adapt when teams take something away from him. Like the, the and, and he doesn't have an idea of how to um, scheme an offense, right? right. 
So he ran two trick plays on opening your drive, which, by the way, you never see anybody do that because it doesn't make sense. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, you need to lure that defense to sleep and then right. do a trick play uh, or set them up and then do a trick play. Uh, they ran a trick play uh, uh, and on their first possession or the first before the first down, lost nine yards on it. They recovered. They, they got the first down, ran a second one. That got blown up. Didn't run another trick play the rest of the game. So why are you running trick plays there? Right, exactly. Uh, I mean, if you're going to tell them, hey, we're running trick plays all, all game long, get ready for it. Uh, they just, they failed and they put them to, forgot about them. Yeah. Uh, so lots of problems with uh, with Dallas's offense. Their defense looks stellar. Uh, yeah. uh, Trayvon Diggs played a good game. Uh, he had two pass blocks. Uh, they put pressure on Brady all night. Uh, they Tampa Bay was able to run on on the Cowboys. I was a little surprised at how much they run it ran on them, but right. uh, that must be their strategy. Ben, don't break. They were giving up yards, but they weren't. Once they got it, once they got within the forty, Dallas typically tightened up. Right, you know, held them to field goals for the most part. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, if they would have pulled that defense up to stop that run, um, I think that uh, Tom Brady would have had a lot better a whole lot better night. You know what I'm saying? Right, um, right, which is what Dallas did. I mean, we got an interception I mean, on Tom Brady. Even though Godwin, Godwin was hurt and came out of the game, they still have a they still have a couple wide receivers that, that uh, Julio <laughs> Jones had a had a, a good first half. Great game. He yeah. uh they they did kind of at the end of they took it away from him, but uh, yeah. maybe that was after Godwin got taken out of the game. He had a hamstring. So right. when he, once he left, they were able to shut down Julio Jones by himself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hard when when they were had all three, um, all three wide receivers in there. Um, somebody was open every yeah. time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but yeah. it, it's, it's, it's surprising. To, yeah, right. Um, yeah, Tom Brady is a, a you know a, they were just uh, he, they were more adaptable. They kind of overcame. Dallas's defense, whereas the Cowboys just could not overcome that defense, which did. Tampa Bay has a solid defense. They're one of the top yeah. five, probably. Yeah, they uh, do. They do. You know, they do. Uh, Bowles is a great coach, uh, defensive mind coach. Um, but still, uh, it feels like uh, Kellen Moore has been figured out, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. So it feels like uh, if you've got a good enough team to um, take away, you know, Obviously, take away CD Lamb if he's the only one you have to worry about. Uh, and they just know that they're going to give up on the run. So let them run a little bit. Eventually, they're going to give up and, and move on to going to passing. Yeah. Which, yeah. The passing that lead, plan, the passing lead that's fine. It has to be shook up a little bit. Yeah. 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 So uh, to me, Callum Moore is on the hot seat. Um, if, if, uh, but I, mean, the, I, I think the head coach is the one on the hot seat. Well, he is too. Uh, I, I could I could see him getting fired in season, and Dan Quinn being the um, the the guy who takes over temporarily. You know what I'm saying? I right, mean, that's, so, that's possible. That's highly possible, especially with yeah. uh, with Dak injured. We're probably going to not have a lot of wins early, right? While he's out, uh, so that'll definitely put put pressure. It's really disappointing because Mike McCarthy is a uh, he's an offensive coach, right? He was right. he called plays at Green Bay. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want to call plays at Dallas, uh, which is okay because you know they're they're high on Kellen Moore. You know he's a young guy. He's got he's you know they want him to be you know Josh McDaniels or you know or um, I'm sorry, uh, 
Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel or yeah. the Rams coach. You know, he's got this sort of like Steve McVay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Steve. He's got this sort of young, creative, innovative offensive mind that the NFL loves. That needs to be switched up. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But, yeah, in the NFL, things only last like one season, and then defense. Right. If you're using out, the exact same game plan for the same team as last year, you don't think they're going to have looked at film? Yeah. The NFL, the defenses, defensive coaches are way too smart for that. They, uh, once they, once they detect your tendencies, they'll lock it down. That's why we don't run, you know, teams don't run the West coast offense anymore. (laughs) You know, somebody figured it out and they move on to something else. Yep. Uh, So that's kind of where we're at. Um, I I, I actually don't think Kellen Moore is going to be here at the end of the year, but he's been a big problem. And, um, Offensively, if we're going to win games, we got to get it together. Which I, Dak's a good quarterback. If he's healthy, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, we do have some, and we'll talk about this more Thursday for next coming week's game. But yep. uh, there is some, there is some bright spots for Dallas. Their offensive line didn't look horrible, and right. they're going to get better. They're even with better. the injuries, even with the injuries, they're uh, and they have potential to get better. And, and the wide receivers has potential to get better too, especially once uh, Gallup comes back. They certainly needed him. They had no, they had no number two to CD Lamb, and um, it just wasn't effective for the Cowboys. So, right, but it was an ugly game to watch, and it, I saw it was twenty five million. It was the highest Sunday night game in a uh, like five years or something. So, you're welcome, America, <laughs> <laughs> watching that crap show. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah that was, it was which kind of sucked because there was so much good football on over the weekend. It, right. it, you know, but the Rams played bad and. Green Bay play, play bad, so right. So that's kind of that's kind of how it ended, though. How um, the week ended. Um, so yeah, let's um, let's go ahead and wrap that up. And like you said, we are going to be back on here for our flagship um, show uh, Thursday. We will be live. We will uh, we'll be live on our Facebook uh, fan group group page. Um, we'll be live on Twitter, live on our YouTube, um, streaming live. We'll be streaming live on, on Podbeam. Here we go. Podbeam. 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 Bean. Bean. B-O-D-B-E-A-N. Um, download. Everybody needs to download that Podbeam app. Type in NFL East podcast. Boom. We pop up. You have uh, the audio version of all of our shows. Um, you can uh, like, follow, share, um, help get our name out there. But, you know, you don't have to go to Podbean or YouTube to hear us anymore. You can go anywhere, Rich, anywhere. Anywhere? Yeah, we, we put it in Podbean and Podbean just sprouted. Now we're right. everywhere. If you got so, the internet, you got us. If yeah. you got the internet, you have NFL East, baby. So there you go. There you go. That's the plan. That's what we're going to do. Let's grow this thing. Um, NFL boy Brandon will be back with us for the Thursday show. Um, and we will be live at seven o'clock. Um, probably talking a lot of shit. And we're going to, you know, update uh, all of the news from the East and see where some of these injuries have played off. And right. we have any more inter- any more information on that. Mac Jones, was it really just scared to speak to the media or? You know, was there something really <laughs> right? Right. Um, what's the deal, Mac? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. the deal, Mac? 
but we're going to um, take a look, you know, take a look at the games of the week and we, we'll do games of the week on Thursday. Right. So Jerry Jones might have Dax upgraded to starting next Sunday by, by, yeah. by Thursday. Jerry, yeah. Jerry Jones, man. They're, you know, yeah. shoo we, so I don't know, but we'll see. So let's, let's do this. Everybody pod bean pod bean NFL East podcast. That's all you need to know everybody. So there we go. See you all Thursday. That's rich. I'm Mr. McDolphin. Oh, by the way, you can follow me, Mr. McDolphin73. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow the show um, on East NFL over on Twitter. Follow me, um, uh, Mr. McDolphin73. So there you go. Until Thursday. I can't even say until next week. I almost said until next week. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Until Thursday, y'all. Peace.